I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a milli every week. I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a billy every week. I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire, I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire, I wanna be a billionaire. Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleepers for Billionaires, the podcast brought to you by Stop the Banking and TTV. I am your host, Johnny Vegas. Now today, I have a very special guest on my show. This man is an actor, host, model, singer. I mean, the list just goes on, man. You've seen him in the Lifetime movie, Sinister Mister. He's been on various commercials from Walmart, Amazon. Uh, what, T-Mobile, I mean, Wendy's, I mean, the list just goes on, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Chelly, what up? What's going on, my brother? Thank you, thank you for having me. Oh, man, thank you for coming, man. You know, it's been a long time coming. We've been trying to schedule schedule this out for, like, three months already. And we live in the same building. We do, we do. It's crazy, man. So, man, so basically, I just want to know your story, man. You know, I know your your face is fairly new to the game, but you've been in it for quite some time, and you've been putting in the work. So, you know, tell people your story from prior to getting all the success you're getting, like where you're from, where's your family from, what motivated you to get to this point, and how you got to this point, and the trials and tribulations along the way. Yeah. Well, first off, thanks, dude, for having me. No problem, man. We have been talking about this for a minute, and I've seen... Uh, Take a quick second to shout you out, man. I mean, the content you've been making, I think it's so, uh, it's, it's inspirational, motivational, but it's like, it's really practical. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people who just listen to your podcast will not just get inspired, but get practical advice mm-hmm. from people from different industries. Because you've had like actors and you've had producers, you've had just like different sex of it. Right. And I just think that like, that's that's awesome that you're doing that. So I want to quickly Thank shout you, you out. Appreciate it. Before man. I start talking about myself. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. That's actually the goal for this whole podcast is just to kind of give information from every angle of the industry so the people looking at it who want to get in are well informed. Right. You know, so that's pretty much what the goal right. is and to inspire. Right. No, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm Shelly. I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a nomad, actually, because I'm not really from anywhere. I went to eight schools in 12 years, so. A lot of moving. Is yeah. that like the family was military? Yeah, no, my uh, my dad just changed jobs a lot. Okay. So naturally, I went where the jobs went. Right, right. So I started out in D.C. actually, so Washington D.C. Nice. And then moved outside of the country for a little bit actually. Where? Uh, went to Singapore. Wow. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then eventually found my way back into the U.S. and just kind of. Ran around a lot of different sides and ended up uh, going to USC. Actually, nice. so shout out to my Trojan fam who's watching out there. Uh, yeah, so went to USC and then stayed in LA and pursuing the acting and music game and, and everything else that you that you said before. Right, right, right. Yeah. So when you got to LA, what was the first thing you got into? Was it straight acting or no? So I. Um, before I came out to LA, I did an internship at Kiss FM okay. in, in Dallas. So it's like 102.7 Ryan Seacrest here, but back in Dallas. Right. Uh, so it was, it was Kid Craddock. And so I basically interned for him and just got a full background on the industry, you know, mm-hmm. like how the whole thing works. And I was more interested in music actually, because growing up, I was one of those kids who like did national anthems and, you know. <laughs> attention seeker and took a few more minutes on my um, show and tell and I right. probably should have. <laughs> it's all good. It paid off. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
got sent to the principal's office for talking too much, <laughs> you know, but it, it all worked out. So yeah, so started doing that. And so that internship helped, um, helped me have like some credibility when I came out to LA at USC. Mm-hmm. And then that led to an internship at Warner Music. Nice. And then la- that led to one at CBS. Um, in casting, actually, which is oh. how I got introduced to acting. So I actually came on to acting kind of late. That wasn't something that I'd kind of really planned about. Um, and, and and it was one of those crazy things where, you know, I met someone who met someone who was like, hey, have you ever thought about acting? And I was like, sure, why not? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, yeah, they were like, you should go audition for this agent. And I went in and they tell you, um, and I actually saw one of your posts a few days ago, you were, you were at Samuel French, like the bookstore. Right. And so yeah, so they sent me there, they're like, go to Samuel French. And I was like confused, because I was like, is that a restaurant? Like, what is that? I went in, I, can I speak to Samuel? <laughs> right, <laughs> right, so you just go in there, and there's just like all these monologues and plays and books, and it's, it's honestly super overwhelming, especially if you don't really know what you're doing. Right. And they said to, you know, go in there, find a monologue, and then and bring it in. So that's, uh, that's, that's what I ended up doing. And then I got that agent, and then, I was still in school at the time, so I kind of told them, I said, hey, I can't really do the auditioning while I'm in school. Right. Because I was in business school, it's a little tough. And yeah, yeah, yeah. School's a really... priority. Yeah, they don't understand the concept of like, so I can't be in class tomorrow, I gotta go to this audition. They're like, well, what if I decided not to show up to yeah, class? Exactly. Well, you got me there. Right. So, so yeah, so I started um, doing uh, more of the acting as soon as I graduated, which was 2016. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I started, you know, just auditioning for a bunch of projects and then luckily um, got a few things early on. Actually, the, the Lifetime review you mentioned, and that right. kind of opened the doors to um, getting a, a Walmart Black Friday commercial, mm-hmm. which, is, which is awesome. And, yeah. then, and then from there, it's one of those things where it's like, it's unfortunate, but like once you get a few things, it becomes a lot easier. Yeah. So the hardest is to get. Yeah. Get those first few things, but if you just if you stay with it, right? You, you get. I mean, you get it. Right. Yeah. No. You definitely gotta have faith. You gotta trust the process and respect the journey and just yeah. go through it, man. You're gonna have up um, bumps in the road. What do you say? Bumps in the road. <laughs> yeah. Bumps in the road, ups and downs, but don't consider it as failures. You know what I'm saying? Just consider it as the process and. To eliminate failure, the word failure out your mind, and I can't, I want to stay positive and motivated and just keep going. So I definitely get it, man. But I'm kind of interested in your story because it's like you're, you're a little unique because you kind of came in through the internship route, made some connections, and then kind of built up. So how does one get an internship? Like, how do they inquire and what do they have to do? To yeah, I mean, the. The, the way that most people know is to just kind of, if, if you're in school, mm-hmm. right, they have like these internship fairs where a bunch of reps from different companies will come and there'll be like marketing internships or business or um, A&R if it's mm-hmm. music, uh, which, which is kind of what I was uh, looking into. But that's not the only way and I don't think a lot of people know that you can just, you can literally reach out to any company that mm-hmm. you're interested in working at and set up an informational interview is what they call it. Right. But like, it's basically like you reaching out to a bunch of people on LinkedIn and just being like, hey, listen, I'm really into what you do and I, I follow your career. Like, oh, I, I notice you work with these artists or mm-hmm. it's agency, I, I notice you rep like these actors or you work on these kind of TV projects. You know, I'd love to get coffee with you for 15 minutes and, and just kind of pick your brain. And a lot, and that's actually what I started doing in the KISS FM internship I got in Dallas. 
wasn't actually one that existed. Mm. It was never a thing, but because I had emailed them and kind of kept harassing them, yeah, which yeah, you yeah. got to find that balance. Persistence is key. <laughs> yeah, persistence, but don't be a stalker. Right, right. Um, don't be annoying. Either. Don't be annoying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I just did that, and then and then someone met with me, and they're like, all right, well, yeah, come by for a week and let's see what you're gonna like, what your internship. This internship is basically. You just going in and helping out wherever you're needed. Right? right. And I think that's obviously like a big thing in Hollywood is to kind of like let the pay your dues type thing. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's good though because like when you're when you're at the ground level like that, you just get you get exposed to a lot more things that you don't normally get to if you're looking at it from the creative end. Right. And you get exposed to the the creative people on the business side mm -hmm. that are actually making the decisions to, to put that TV show together or get that tour off the ground or set up this artist with this artist for a collaboration. So like if you can understand the other side of it, if you kind of reverse engineer it, mm -hmm. then you then you'll be able to better plan how you can kind of go about it. So that's that's kind of why I was like, okay, internships are gonna be uh, something that's gonna be really important for me. But yeah, I mean, as far as like getting an inter internship, obviously if you're in college, um, or even in high school, like go go out to the job fairs, the career fairs, mm -hmm. and, and if there's a company you really wanna work at, like email them, like right. email the coordinator. The Warner internship I got my freshman year, I was told that they only take seniors. Mm. And so if I just listened and was like, no, well, they only take seniors, I'm a freshman, I'm not gonna get it, I would've never gone. Right. And when I went, I ended up meeting one of the guys who was doing the recruiting, mm -hmm. and he, his name's actually Peter Standish. Okay. And he's the uh, he's the head of marketing for Warner, and I didn't know that, but mm -hmm. we kind of jived together because he had told me his first ever job in the industry was working for uh, Kiss FM. Oh, like, wow. a long time back yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the radio world, so we, we just kind of bonded over that. But that helped me kind of bypass the senior thing, but you just never know if you don't go. Right. I feel like a lot of times people will read, oh, there's this opportunity, and there'll be like a bunch of great things that could come out of that, but they'll find the one thing that's like, oh, it says, but they won't take these people out. Oh, it says this, or, yeah. and they'll use that to not, um, to not go for it. And I get that, I mean, it's hard, but if you don't like put yourself out there, like, you're not gonna stumble upon the situation. Exactly. Preparation is a really lot No, I definitely agree, man. And you did mention one thing um, that I think is very important and very useful, which is that website, that um, platform, LinkedIn. A yeah. lot of people don't really take advantage of that. No, They're no. more concerned with Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. There's so many industry people who have business profiles that are actively on LinkedIn that you can just contact if you just put forth the you know the best foot forward and make the initial contact. And I had a lot of success on LinkedIn. You know, I looked at a lot of producers, film directors, just by making the introduction, like you said. And if I would have never did it, then nothing would have ever happened. You know, I actually got an acting job from LinkedIn, so that was amazing. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. Now that's great. So uh, so tell me about you and your agent. You know, when you actually. Are you with the same agent you got? I am. I am. First, yeah, the first agent yeah, you ever had. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's great because some agents, you know, they lose interest or they have right. a big roster and then they just start letting people go. So, how did you get with your agent and how did you establish the relationship that you wanted in the agency? Sure. I, um, so, the first agent I got was actually the first 
Asian audition I ever did, which mm. is super rare because a lot of times you have to reach out to. And he's batting at a hundred. This is lucky. It's lucky. No, but uh, a lot of times you have to reach out to a bunch of different people. I came into it with kind of the. Um, um, I mean, I was called what it is. I was naive, right? I didn't really know what I was doing. But yeah. the first agent was like, "Oh, come audition, bring the monologue, do it." So I did it, and then just kind of learned by trial and error. Like the first acting audition I had, period, besides like, you know, your plays in high school, mm -hmm. uh, was for uh, was for Modern Family. Actually, the very first audition I ever did. Wow. And so, and that audition, honestly, was it was a train wreck. Like it was really bad. Like I did not do, did not do a good job. And I was so, um, I guess I didn't have any nerves about it because I didn't really understand the gravity and, and like what I was in. Right. So that made the whole transition easier. And then I ended up auditioning for them ten more times before I ultimately got a role on Modern Family. Wow. Which was like. I mean, that was amazing. But yeah. as far Congrats as... On that. Thank, awesome, thank you. Man. I appreciate that. Um, as far as the agency, like, talent relationship goes, you have to... Just because, like, I think the biggest mistake you can get make is, like, just when you get signed, you can't just sit back and just expect that they're going to send you out for, for auditions. Right. Now, we'll I say that, that, but I did do that when I first got signed because I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I figured that out kind of to, through trial and error, right? Because then after a point, they send you on a bunch of auditions and it starts to slow down a little bit. Yeah. And you start thinking like, wait, what happened? And then you kind of realize like, wait a second, but I have to reach out. I have to try to build relationships and try to figure out how I can network as well to kind of help my agents and think of yourself as more of a team right. versus like, they're like putting you on type thing. Yeah, or um, working for you. Right, working for you. Because that's what it ultimately is, and I think a lot of actors kind of forget that. Like, mm -hmm. the agents work for you, mm -hmm. not the other way around. Right. But at the same time, if you're a good, I guess, boss in that situation, you still gotta be working on helping, mm -hmm. right? Your employees, like, bring you stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you kinda gotta set them up for success. No, exactly. Successful. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly it. So yeah, so I would make sure, you know, I would call them, you know, once every, once a week, mm -hmm. um, just kind of see what was going on, keeping them posted on, hey, listen, I saw this TV show, or I, I saw this movie, I, I heard that they were doing a sequel, like, yeah. let's, shall we try to look into that, and just kind of helping them out, you know, not just kind of sitting back and just kind of waiting for, right. waiting for things to roll in, and that's honestly what's helped that relationship for now, five years. Now, are they separate from management or do they? They are, yeah. So I have a manager as well. Mm -hmm. um, I'm with Corner Booth. Okay. And my um, my managers and agents, they, they, they work together. But I had my agent first, which is kind of not very traditional because from what I've, what I've kind of seen with a lot of my friends is they tend to get a manager first and then the manager helps them get the agent and the, and the um, or you get your theatrical agent and then commercial agent. So there's two different types of agents. There's theatrical that gets you like the TV and film, mm -hmm. and then there's a commercial that gets you just the uh, like your commercial. Mm -hmm. so, like, the print all like, yeah, exactly, commercial and print. And then sometimes too, there'll be a print agent that will be separate from the commercial agent. Um, so yeah, so it starts getting very and then modeling is like that's a yeah. different thing too. Um, but yeah, so managers are people that they just kind of manage your whole career, mm -hmm. like 360. Um, and so they'll help you kind of figure out like, oh, should you be in classes? Like, what do we need to work on? Like, what are you good at? Uh, what agents 
do we think could be a good relationship for you? And they usually have a lot of connections as well. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, that's the management route. So I actually got my manager um, by, again, super random, mm -hmm. but attending a bunch of classes. And it is kind of a low-key secret, but like I'll, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, wait, because this guy's awesome. <laughs> um, I actually audited a bunch of different acting classes, and I didn't really know I was in this position until I was in the position and I started meeting a bunch of different actors. Yeah. And so, of course, you start making friends with the actors, right? Because you're like, oh, what do you think about this class? What else have you kind of checked out? Now, auditing is just sitting in, not actually. Yeah, yeah. so auditing is just sit in, sitting in, you just kind of watch on the class, mm -hmm. watch the classes, they, you know, do their different exercises and you're just kind of like, oh, okay. So, yeah, exactly. And, I, and I've done a few classes out of here too, but to be honest, I'm not, I'm not the biggest class guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll observe <laughs> all that. I'm, I'm kind of on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on that. Uh, I always tell my parents I'm on that YouTube university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube will just teach you, teach you everything. Teach you everything you kind of need to know. Um, yeah, so I met a few actors, and they would, you know, inevitably the conversation gets to, you know, who are you rep by, who are you with, do you like them type thing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people will be like, yeah, you know, if you don't have a rep, like, you know, I'll be happy to pass your name on or or that sort of thing. And that's actually how the initial conversation got started to uh, to getting my manager right and then and then a manager reached out and was like hey and it was crazy because he reached out at like 8 p.m. on a Thursday night and I still remember and the guy was like here are three pilots so three big TV show auditions I want you to do all of them by 7 a.m. tomorrow and wow. each of them was like 10 pages wow. so he told me later he sent me all that because he didn't think I was gonna be able to do it but like all of you were serious yeah would you do it uh, so that's that's like the other thing too. Like, did you do it? No, I did. I did. No, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. No, I did. And so I've been with my uh, manager for a little over a year now. But yeah, I mean, that's just one of those things where like, if you put yourself out there, like people will, they will give you a chance. Like, it's not going to be easy. Yeah. I mean, we were up the whole night trying to figure out, like, you know, and, and you got to have some friends too, right? You got you got to collaborate with people. Like, you right. can't. You can't do this on your own. Like I, I call. I was lucky that at 8 p.m. I had, you know, a bunch of people, different people I could hit up to to come over and help me tape for the next you couple, know, hours. couple hours and yeah. help me tape as well. Mm -hmm. You know, so and and you you understand like you you get the tape and it's got to be doing like 12 hours. Yeah, you know, that's how these things work. So it's there's there's just a bunch of different. I guess barriers, they kind of give you right first, you gotta get the agent, then you gotta get the manager, then, you know, the tape's coming quickly, then, you know, you get an audition straight off the tape, but like the, the script may completely change. And I've had some auditions where I'll go in and I would have learned five pages mm -hmm. and they would have scrapped that because the writer is like, they, they would have changed it, right? Because it's like a, a changing process. And a lot of times you're auditioning for characters that haven't even, um, that aren't fully set in the script. Mm -hmm. They're just kind of playing around with it, right? So right. you you gotta kind of really be on your feet. Like that's like that's like the most important thing, though. Yeah. Well, it seems like it's been working for you. I mean, you, I saw that you flew to Texas to yeah. shoot a, a film. What was it called? I did. It's called The Last Whistle. The Last Whistle. Yeah. yeah. You were the lead in that, right? I uh, there's there's actually a bunch of different uh, leads in that. There's uh, it, the the main lead was actually Brad Leland. Okay. Who, if you guys have seen him, he's in uh, Friday Night Lights. Oh. So yeah. he. Uh, he, he plays the coach in that. So it's basically a movie about 
a kid that has hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which is basically, it's, it's a, it's a mouthful. It's simplified. It's a mouthful. Yeah. So it's just crazy. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a heart condition that a lot of athletes have that mm. people don't necessarily know. So it's, um, it's, it's something that, that, uh, causes untimely deaths for a lot of athletes wow. because they're playing in this sun. And granted, like we were shooting and actually 110 degrees on turf in wow. Texas, which really feels like 130. So yeah. even for any right, right, right. And we're just like playing football. We're not even like, right, actually playing football. Yeah. Um, it's a secret. Mm -hmm. But even in that condition, it was really tough for us. So like in high school sports, especially in the South and like Texas or just anywhere in general, like mm -hmm. it gets really hot and if right. you're not kind of aware of you know, your teammates around you and staying hydrated, like real problems will happen. So it's just about, you know, making sure that you get, you, you get tested like early on, like you, you make sure like you go to your doctor and you know, they clear you for playing physical activity because like sports these days are getting very, um, Kind of dangerous, yeah. yeah, a little bit dangerous, like with all the head injuries, yeah, like I even know concussions and all that. Stuff. Right, so I played soccer my whole life, and, right. and one thing now is like in youth soccer in a lot of places, like below twelve years old, they won't even let you head the ball, mm. right? And like heading the ball for like people who don't really follow soccer is like it's kind of crazy, like a ball's coming at you at like sixty miles per hour, right. and you're just kind of hitting it with your head. It's That's like, like the first reaction. Like, you, know, like, you can't grab it. So right, no, exactly. Exactly, but it's like you go up and you like crack your neck and you're like oh, yeah. making connection with the ball. It's like mm -hmm. it doesn't really make sense. Like in no other situation if an object is coming and you do think I'm gonna hit this with my yeah, neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's a movie that just kind of explores the awareness of that. And the other two people that are in it actually are um, uh, Les Miles, who's actually the, uh, the former LSU head coach. Wow. Um, so that was cool to have like a real life football coach on set, like a national championship winning football coach who yeah. would, uh, would kind of, and I played quarterback in the movie, so he kind of talked me through mm -hmm. all of that, which is, I mean, that's, that, that's amazing. And then, and then Jim O'Hare from Parks and Rec, who plays uh, Jerry from Parks and Rec. Yeah. So we, we had a fun, uh, fun cast out there. That's cool, man. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. And I actually just started watching Parks and Rec. Did you really? It reminds me of The Office a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That type of feel, too. Yeah. Now, but that's cool, man. Congratulations on that Thank opportunity, you. man. Thank I'm still you. waiting to actually fly somewhere to shoot. I haven't yeah, had that opportunity yeah. yet. Yeah. So. But it is what it is. It'll come. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So now, it seems like mute, I mean, acting is uh, your main priority, right. the bread and butter. Now, has, have you lost focus in the music, or are you still active in that world? No, I am actually. It's um, it's funny you said that. The acting has actually opened up a lot of doors for uh, for music, okay. which is not something I had thought of before. But sync licensing is a big thing mm -hmm. uh, in the TV and film industry, but also the music industry. Mm -hmm. So it's basically what is sync licensing? Yeah, so sync licensing is basically where you have one of your songs on like a TV project or a film project that basically plays underneath like the character dialogue or if it's like a TV commercial, it, it plays under the uh, plays under the commercial. So the reason I mentioned that is I actually did a movie last year. Uh, it's a, it's a rom-com, romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. It's fun and it'll be coming out soon. It's called it's The Study. That's lingo right there. <laughs> yeah, rom-com. Um, and during the movie, there was supposed to be a scene where uh, it was like a party scene and there was supposed to be a band 
that was going to fly in from Mexico and they were going to perform at the uh, at the scene that we had. But they had a last minute cancellation, mm. and so we were on set for you know four or five hours, not doing anything. Yeah. The producers were trying to figure out what to do. So I asked one of the producers, I was like, "Hey, what's the deal?" And he's like, "The band that was supposed to come in just canceled." Oh wow! So we're trying to figure out what to do, and I was like what do you guys like what would make that easier right yeah, yeah, yeah. and at this point i'm starting to think in my head i'm like wait a second should i try it yeah. that's like one of those things you gotta try you never yeah, know exactly so i told them i have a song that i think will work and they're like oh yeah let's hear it so i played them the song they're like wait this works this is perfect nice. so i ended up getting my song in the movie and then when the movie wrapped which was like last november they said do you want to put more songs in the movie so I got like a big sync licensing deal for that movie just to put like a bunch of songs in. Wow. So so yeah, the the music is definitely um, is very much alive. For yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it definitely it's one of those things where like you can't plan it. And right. I think in LA especially, like you meet people that that say they do a lot of different things, mm -hmm. and it's like I used to think maybe I was one of those like jack of all trades, like master of none thing, mm -hmm. but. If you do start with one thing, it does open the doors for a lot of other things. Right. So I think you just have to, but you have to, but you have to enter one way. Right. I think like that's like the biggest thing I'd say. Like if you're a musician or actor or model, like whatever it is, pick what you have the most momentum going into or like footage that you have. Like if you're like the best singer ever, but you don't have any songs and you can't play anything for anyone besides singing for them live, yeah. it's going to be harder to pitch yourself. Right, right. right. Um, and, and if you're like the best actor, and I, and I have friends that are like amazing, amazing actors, but they don't, they're not, you know, they're not hustling to get the footage. Right. right? They'll act in something, I'll be like, oh, can I see it? And they're like, oh, I'm waiting on the footage. I'm like, dude, that was like six months ago. Exactly. You, you have that. to get the yeah. footage ASAP. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's that thing like, if I can't see it, did it ever really happen? And exactly. It's like, in, in LA, honestly, but like in entertainment, it's true. Like mm -hmm. people need to see it in order for them to kind of believe that you can do it. Right, um, right, right. Yeah, I've, I've been hearing that. Like, it's not just who you know, it's about who knows you. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. so. No, but that's good, man. It's good that you're taking different avenues to keep the music dream alive. I yeah. noticed that with me, like once I entered the acting world, yeah. I came here for music, but once I entered the acting world, I started meeting all the people I wanted to network and meet with right. through music. Right. But it's like, it's just crazy how things happen that right. way. I honestly, man, I know you didn't want to get into this, but I really feel like it's just God setting me up for success. Like, it was supposed to happen the way he planned it. Yeah. You know, so, that, I mean, I'm just believing that type of Dude, 100%. You know, but, 100%. but that's good. I'm glad I'm glad that it happened to you. It's just crazy that you were on set, you're a talented musician, the opportunity presented itself because this person wasn't available. Yeah. And you just said, you said this. Something. Yeah, you yeah. said something, then look. Then you got a bunch of different songs in this movie. Yeah. Just from yeah. doing that. Yeah. It's crazy, bro. But that's 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 awesome, man. I'm glad to hear that, bro. So um, I mean, do you have anything that you're doing like as far as for your solo career in music? Or are you just focusing on syncing? Well, so so a bunch of songs that I had been uh, working on had uh, start and stop because of like the, the gigs I was getting over the past few months. Like you you know how it is with acting, they call you, you're on set the next day. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You can't really schedule around that. But a lot of songs I was planning on releasing for my solo stuff mm -hmm. ended up getting all moved to the sync project. So it's kind of like a, a double thing. So I'm just kind of waiting for that movie to come out before I start promoting uh, kind of what's on there. The movie. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Alan, do you plan to shoot music videos for those songs once the movie comes out? 
Yeah, I think I, I think it depends. I think you have to. Uh, um, I'm a big believer in like. I mean, like I'm, I'm a dreamer, but I'm also a realist at right. the same time. So I'm a big believer in like I'm gonna put it out there and to see what people respond to, mm -hmm. and then based on what songs they like, that's probably what I'll go ahead and make the video, the video for. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. See, somebody like me, I was just a little... I no, that's five not songs, you, got five songs on it, you got five videos. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta see everything. And then you pick which one you like. No, I love it. No, yeah, true. you know, because they say content is king. No, it's true. Meaningful and meaningless. It's true. They kill it. Even like the it's people true. in social media, they're just throwing types of content out there and seeing what sticks, but it's growing their fan base and true. it's growing their, their financial stability and stuff. Even the opportunities are growing. I mean, the proof the proof is in the numbers. I mean, we were just talking a few days ago about... Uh, uh, like the hip hop genre, right? And, and Spotify and, and just and, and social media and how hip hop has really been able to use that uh, to create community and collaborate and really help all these artists. Just like I mean, we're talking about the feature game. Yeah, throwing like four artists on one song is just it's a no brainer. But hip hop was the one to really make that a thing, and they're just I mean they're dominating the Billboard charts. I mean that's like. Billboard 100 that used to be only your, you know, your Taylor Swift's, your Katy Perry's, your Ed Sheeran's, your, your mm -hmm. Justin Bieber's, and now and now you have Drake in there, you have Migos in there, you have Cardi B in there. It just shows that um, I think more so than just content, but it's like what the content is King represents is like it's just hustle, right? Absolutely. That's what it boils down right? to, right? And you're a hustler, you know, right. like you. I mean, just you saying like the five songs, five videos, mm -hmm. like. That's, I mean, you have to do, right. you have to do that sort of thing. You have to be constantly like posting every day and, and trying to, and I get it. Like it's, it's annoying and it, and it feels weird, of mm -hmm. course, right? Like any, any person who's not like completely full of themselves at times feels like a little, you know, awkward, like promoting stuff. Cause like you have friends and, 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 and people that would have auditioned for the same roles I did. Right. So like when I go on, Hey, what's up guys? Just book this new thing. Yeah, like yeah, check yeah. it out. It's, it's. You know, it's like a push and pull, but at the same time, you have to do it, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think what's important is that if you do have to do it, that you got to make sure that when you get to a certain platform, you can kind of help out the people that have been helping you out. Too. Right, right, right. So, uh, I think a lot of people forget that part and they just kind of keep going for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So how has social media helped your brand and your marketing? Um, a lot. I mean, in ways that I couldn't have even... I mean, it's crazy, like social media is like you, you people, I, I, depending on like what projects I do, like I did a project for Wendy's, it was a, it was a blind date, right. um, a Valentine's Day blind date thing, mm -hmm. and Wendy's promoted that all over Instagram, right. and I started getting all these followers and like DMs from people about, wow. you know, some dirty DMs, but like the other ones, <laughs> it was like a two million views. Yeah, 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 well yeah, so it was, um, yeah, it was two million on uh, on uh, sorry, it was one million on Instagram, but on Twitter it was five million. Nice. So it was just crazy, and I just got all these uh, got all these DMs, but like some were like collaborations. Some was just people just reaching out asking like how like how, how does that work? Like yeah. how do you like get on whatever? So I think it's always fun to kind of explain like how you can try to do that as well because like, it's real this. It's, it's an overnight game mm -hmm. in that people know what you're doing overnight, but to build to that point, it yeah. takes probably 10 years. It takes more. a minute. Yeah. yeah, it takes a minute. They say a master your craft, it takes what, 10,000 10, hours? 10,000 hours, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
I feel That's like I'm at like 20,000 maybe. Yeah. Hours. Well, <laughs> the, the other thing about that too, because I think a lot of people hear the 10,000 hours thing and they feel, um, they feel really, really overwhelmed by right, that. Right, right. 10,000 hours. But it's not that you don't make it when you hit 10,000. Right. You can make it at 4,000. You can make it at 2,000. You can make it at 6,000. Yeah. But it's as far as like understanding the full breadth of what you're doing, that just might take the 10,000 hours. But you could totally make it like, yeah, yeah, I think they put too much focus on the 10,000 hours, and it's pretty much what it's saying is put in the work. No, exactly. Just do the work. That's exactly, it. yeah. Well, that's good, man. Yeah, now, social media definitely helped me a lot. You know, I post a lot, you know, get a lot of retweets yeah, and followers yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and I, hashtagging helps a lot, you know, yeah. what I'm seeing. So, I've just been capitalizing that and seeing what popular hashtags have the most, uh, you know, no, usage, exactly. And exactly. just apply it to what I do. But it has to make sense with what you're posting. Of course. Or, you know, the. The audience, it's like you don't have a target audience, a niche right. audience for what you're doing. Right. So that's cool, man. Yeah. Have you ever thought about expanding your uh, your talents beyond, like, stepping behind the scenes, you know, like writing, directing, producing, stuff like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, um, uh, actually about a year, I think it was about a year and a half back, I had a little gap in time, and one of my friends from USC was actually a writer. So we actually wrote a pilot together, and my agency actually reps me for, for writing as well. Okay. I've been busy with the acting side, so I haven't had much time. To what are those together. agents called? Literary, Literary agents, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they actually um, submitted a pilot that we did to, uh, to, to CBS, mm -hmm. which was cool, just like getting that submission. Um, nothing happened with it. Right. But, no, but it's, I mean, you know, you just have to start... Uh, Submitting stuff and, and, and kind of see what happens. So that's that's kind of the writing works, especially for like the TV and film game. You just kind of submit to these uh, through, through your literary agents. You can't just do it on their own. They won't take unsolicited. Yeah. Um, and then if you really want to, and I've had some friends do this too, they'll just make a web series, right? You just you know get a camera person, get a bunch of actors together, get an editor together, and boom, you can just shoot the show and then and try to sell a concept. And actually, the guy who started the show, uh, High Maintenance, mm -hmm. came and spoke at USC. I think it was about four or five years ago. It was just a web series, right? Um, and it's just basically like a stoner comedy type thing. Yeah. But he, so he filmed the whole web series, and now uh, HBO picked it up. So now it's like a, it's a show on TV. Wow. So yeah, so like you, there's a lot of ways you can do it. Like for me, I'm more focused on the acting music route. Right. But if anyone out there is like a wants to write and direct, but don't just wait for somebody else to to, to pick you up. Like right. You can just go ahead and make it. Um, uh, it's out of the show, Insecure. Right? Yeah. She she just wrote that, yeah, right? Issa Rae. Yeah, yeah, Issa Rae. Shout out to Issa Rae. Lena Dunham with Girls, like mm -hmm. a season, sorry, Master of None. Like, people are just writing their own content, just like putting it up. And, yeah. and people, and, and I think what's, what's so important about those kinds of creators is like, if, if you're thinking of an idea that you really want to make, mm. and, it, and it means a lot to you, chances are it means a lot to somebody else too. Right. So you should just go ahead and just make it. Exactly. You know, because it's like every audience that ever became a big audience was at one point a niche audience. Right. And then it became bigger. Right. Exactly. So it's, so you just gotta kind of stay true to what you want to do, not like watch other shows on TV and be like, oh, I want to make a show. I want to make that show and try to like remake it. I think there's too many like copycats. Yeah, definitely. You know, and it's like people want originality. I think people are starving for, um, in fact, there's a really cool website called Masterclass. Have you ever heard of that? Yep. Yeah, so amazing website that just mm -hmm. has all these 
different people in their fields right. that are at the top of their game, and they literally teach you their process. So I just watched the Shonda Rhimes one okay. about a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, she did Scandal. Yeah, no, she did Scandal, mm -hmm. Grey's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder, Private Practice, like a bunch of stuff. Bunch of shows, yeah. And, and, and the big thing she said is like, people are starving for original writing. Mm -hmm. So many people are just making you know, the cop show, the yeah. lawyer show, which is fine. Like, like remakes you, of old movies. Right, remakes yeah. of old movies. Yeah. Um, it, and it is fine if you make, like, a show about cops or, like, whatever, but you have to, like, what's your twist? Like, like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, right? It's yeah. very, if you hear, oh, it's just a cop show, but it's not a cop show, not at all. right? It's, it's a comedy, hilarious. right? It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. So I think it's about, like, figuring out something that, that people know and relate to, mm. which, if you're a human person, yeah. Like, Anything that relates to you probably relates to someone else, right? And then just figuring out some sort of twist. Mm. So, yeah. Hmm. That's an interesting, man. So, with literary agents, do you have to have a script prepared, or can you just like pitch an idea, like a storyline? Yeah. So, so you may not necessarily be a good screenplay writer, but you have great ideas. Right. Will they still take you serious, or are they so with with the story? So there's basically written by and story by. Mm. So the story by is kind of what you're talking about, the one who kind of comes up with the idea. Yeah. What I would suggest, it, it's all about the closest you can get to a final product, the better, mm. right? So obviously, if you're just good at doing the story buys, like that's great. Like every writer will need a story so, buy, yeah. right? If they're not the person that comes up with it, right? So, but I would suggest reaching out to writers. There's so many groups on Facebook, mm. right? Writers, like. Los Angeles writers, right. actors, models, and writers, right? Yeah. And just post, right. hey, listen, I want to collaborate with you guys, and and you will find a writing partner or team. Yeah. I mean, even so, the writers guys have that. Right, right, exactly, yeah. exactly. So go and meet people. Like, you mm -hmm. don't reach out to an agent if you can, because the first thing they're gonna think is even if you're like, oh, this guy can come up with good stories, but it's like this guy really wanted to make these things come to life, why don't you just go and be a writer? Exactly. Maybe he's not really Seriously. about it. Exactly. Right. So like the less questions you have like that, mm -hmm. the better. So I'd suggest like go out, meet other people that, that want to do the writing end, um, or even a few different people, form a little team, mm -hmm. and then you guys can start like making scripts. Now if you want to be a writer on a show mm -hmm. or on a movie, that you would need a script. They call it a spec script. So you right. basically write, like if I want to get on, if I want to be a writer for, let's say, Modern Family, right? Mm -hmm. So I would have to write a spec script. That means like an example of right. a Modern Family episode written in their tone. Right. Right. So I'd write a few like that, but then I'd also write other comedies that are completely original in mind right. to show that you have breath. Right. Right. And versatility. Exactly. Versatility. Mm -hmm. So then you go from there and you'll take those scripts and then you submit it to, to literary agents and they can kind of take a look. And what they'll do is they'll, during staffing season, um, mm -hmm. which is a time where all the shows that have been picked up from pilot season are mm -hmm. trying to get all the writers in the room. And so they'll reach out or agents will reach out to them and say, hey, let's take a look at this guy. He's a really talented writer. Um, and of course, like there's some sort of a pecking order. You're going to get the people that have written on a bunch of shows before mm -hmm. or people that are producers. Right. And then, right, but like, the only way to break it in if you don't have anything, the writing side of it is to do that. Right. But then on the other hand, like we just talked about, yeah. for anything that's mentioned in this interview, there's always another way around. Right, so like right, you can right. go on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. you can wait outside someone's office. Like you can do literally whatever you be want. Proactive. Uh, be proactive, exactly. You gotta find that balance though, um, and find some sort of a some sort of a way because 
if you're thinking that you want to do something, yeah. chances are there's probably about a hundred people thinking the same thing, and five of you are gonna actually go out and do that bizarre thing, right. like you know, like reaching out to Just thinking outside the box, right? Thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, I was gonna say like reaching out to like a Kiss FM and trying to get an internship when it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Only five people will do it, but. Out of the five, maybe two or three get accepted. Yeah. Right? But chances are, if you're that five consistently over and over and over, at one point you'll get your show. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear, man. Yeah. So tell me, does your, uh, does your family support this dream of yours? Yeah. Um, like, was I, it because, you know, they always say you have a backup plan or right. they want you to do this or follow in their footsteps. So, how is that? Is that support system there for you? Yeah, I'm lucky. I'm, I'm definitely lucky. My, um, my parents were definitely uh, super, super supportive, which mm-hmm. is definitely, and, and it's even more than just my family. I have really supportive friends around me too mm-hmm. that kind of um, keep me on my, keep me on my grind, right? Because mm-hmm. it's easy to get distracted. Yeah, or get like a commercial or two or whatever, be content, be content mm-hmm. or you know want to go out in Hollywood and experience yeah. the the blah, you know, yeah. which is fine. Like you can do that, but at the same time, like you got to be focused. But I was lucky. I mean, I. Um, what, like when I was really young, my parents would like when I was like four years old, my parents would have me order for the entire family, right, or like wherever we went. So like from a young age, they always kind of pushed me to kind of go out there and do whatever, right? Right. Um, and then I guess for me, like even when I was in ninth, I remember entering ninth grade and thinking like, what am I going to learn in the next four years that's going to be practical? And I realized very early on that like, grades are good. Like if you're in school, like do well, like whatever you're doing, do it well. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you know where you want to go, work backwards from there. Don't allow yourself to get there and then be like, oh, I wish I had done this, this, and this. So if you know, if you're not living in LA, which I'm sure there's a lot of people watching this that aren't, Mm -hmm. um, and you know you want to get here, depending on what age you are, work backwards, save the money you need up front, do the research, take a trip out here, mm-hmm. right? Start start making the friends on the Facebook groups now so that you have friends when you come here. Don't right. do everything when you when you plop. Like obviously I did that a little bit, but that's because I hadn't planned on doing the acting thing, right? right? But for the most part, like when I was in ninth grade, I was like, wait a second, the most important thing is like college and then after that is getting a job, right? So I'm like, wait, if I'm gonna get a job, why don't I just get that practical experience now? So I got my first internship in 10th grade. Nice. Right? And so I was there in 10th grade and other people are seniors in college. Yeah. Right? They're all looking at me like I'm crazy, but I'm just thinking like, yeah, why would I wait six years to do what I could just do right now? Exactly. Right? So I started doing that and then when I got closer to college, I was like, oh, well, what's the point of college, right? Like, what am I really gonna do that? And I saw like a few interviews you've had where you kind of talk about this whole, college versus not college thing. Yeah. And I think, honestly, in like 2018, like if you have a plan, mm-hmm. like a step-by-step plan, not some like, I'm gonna go to LA and I'm gonna make it, not that, but like a physical, like here are 15 producers that I've set up meetings with, here are 10 agents that I blah, 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 mm-hmm. and you get like a good enough pile and you take that trip out to LA and you meet with all these people and something does happen, then sure, maybe don't go to college. Right. But otherwise, like, go. Yeah. Right? Because you're gonna, the whole point of college is not so much like, like what you're learning in the classes of your majors, but it's being introduced to people who don't think like you, right? A bunch of different people right. from all over. And that's what, like, entertainment or business or whatever, when you get to the higher levels, mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's people that from all different walks of life. 
right? Yeah. And the more better you can connect with people, like the better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think if you, you just have to work backwards from your goal, not be like, oh, I want to go there, like, I'm just going to do whatever, and then when I get there, I'll, I'll figure it out. Right. It's like, oh, I need to go there. If I want to be an actor in LA, let me start getting on the groups, let me make the friends, let me reach out to agents now and tell them, hey, in four years, I'll be out there. And some people were like, oh, well, but why not? Right. You know, my one of my business teachers in uh, in school, he told us a story when he was 15 mm -hmm. about how he would reach out to um, the CEO of Disney right. every single day. Mm -hmm. Right. And one time the CEO responded, I was like, how old are you? And at that time he was 16 because it took him a year yeah, of yeah, doing yeah. this. And the guy was like, fine, when you graduate college, call me. And that's what he did, and he ended up doing really well at Disney. Nice. You know, but it's just, it's those, if you think it in your head, and you're like, wow, I really want to do this, then start reaching out. If you want to, if it's like you make music or you're a rapper and you're like, oh, I'm a big fan of, I don't know, Jay-Z, mm -hmm. then find out who works for Jay-Z. Right, right. Find out all the people that work for Jay-Z and DM and email every single one of them. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And obviously, you have to have some quality as well, right? You have to have some substance. Mm -hmm. Reaching out to all these people and you don't have any songs or they're not, you know, mixed or mastered or whatever, right? right. You got to understand like what you're doing, but when you feel like, oh, I have something good, go ahead and reach out. Yeah. I think that's what people are missing is that that work ethic and those fundamentals behind the actual goal. Like I actually read a book called Mastery um, by Robert Greene. And uh, he it basically talks about the in-between goals for, um, that it takes to get to your ultimate goal, which is the, the master goal, you know, and, and master knows that those steps along the way. So I think people are missing that, um, not, I don't want to say knowledge, well, I guess knowledge, yeah, they're just missing that yeah. part of it and those little footsteps in between. And once they learn that, because some people, like, for example, when I, cause I started with music, so right. when I, at a young age, I would look at a Jay-Z and be like, damn, I want to be like Jay-Z. Right. But I don't think about contacting everybody to work for them. I just be like, okay, I'm just going to rap. Yeah, yeah, I'm right. just going to rap and then see what happens. And right. do shows and do what I see right. him do. But you don't realize there's a team behind him right. that everybody plays a role to get him to where he needs yeah. to be. So as I got older, I noticed that I needed to either wear those hats myself or find those people that do it and get, form my own team to right. get that same success. Right. So I, I agree with you on Which that. Which is when you form your company and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, but yeah, that's what's up, man. So, um, now, what do you see yourself in 10 years? Oh, 10 years. Mm -hmm. Friends with you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. I mean, just... It's tough. It's, it's tough at this point because is there any real difference like acting in a T-Mobile commercial or in an Oscar-winning movie? Mm -hmm. Sure, yes. But like the actual getting on set, preparing to play a character and doing it. Mm -hmm. And the same thing in music. Is there any difference between you know, performing at an open mic and performing at the Grammys, get up there, it's you and the mic and you have to do your thing, Perform, sing, yeah. rap, whatever, right? So I feel like in 10 years, I, I want to be doing the same, doing exactly what I'm doing now. Okay. Um, but just continuing to to knock down new doors and like we've been kind of talking the whole time is just going after those opportunities mm -hmm. and just kind of putting yourself out there and trying to be the 5% that attempts that even attempts to do it right and then hopefully from that you do that enough times then you can kind of sneak into the um, yeah. uh -huh. top end. 
Now, what about personally? Because that sounded more oh. professional. <laughs> we got real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 10 years from now. I don't know, man. I might be... Might be married. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, might be married. Might have kids. Uh, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I think mm -hmm. it depends on where my career is at at that point. Um, because in this game, you're doing so much traveling, mm -hmm. it's very inconsistent schedules, right. uh, the hours are crazy, I mean, you know that, like mm -hmm. sometimes, sometimes my bedtime will be 5am and sometimes my morning will be 5am, right. right, and that could be two or three days in a row, so it kind of feels like you're on, like the way I was telling someone, it's like you feel like you're on jet lag 24-7, mm -hmm. right, because you're just always on, like, I got called this morning 6am about, like, some possible job thing, so I had to like follow up and call my manager at six, and, and they're on the East Coast, so yeah. like you know that's nine a.m. for them. So, right. You know, I, I think um, I think yeah, I, I think you got to be open to it. It's funny, uh, a lot of advice I've gotten from a lot of internship people that I've worked for, just other people in the past who will not be named, mm -hmm. uh, are like don't really settle on a relationship mm -hmm. until you feel like you're really ready. Um, especially because it's things like it's so tumultuous, kind of up and down. But but you've done a great job. Mm -hmm. So like I said, for anything we've talked about, there's always the exception. Exactly. And you're the exception. Oh yeah, man. So, yeah. You know, well, actually, thank God for me that I've been through what I've been through that led me to the point where I felt like I was ready for a relationship. Because right. at that point, I was kind of done with the game because I played them all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, straight up. <laughs> Straight up, but I'm just saying, like you know, it's like I was at a point where I wanted no. to build something with somebody, right. somebody who's gonna understand what I'm doing and I understand what they're doing, and yeah. we're gonna work as a team to build each other. Synergy, right? So that's that's pretty much where I'm at with my relationship, and it just worked, man. Yeah. I just feel like it happened at the right time, you know, because the, the girls I was dealing with prior to that, it was just for what it was, which is a party time, you know right? What I'm saying? So, <laughs> so that's so that's that, man. but um. Yeah, man, definitely let the people know where they can follow you and look up your content and anything you have coming out, let me know. Yeah, so you can check out all my stuff, uh, www.lifebychelly.com. Mm -hmm. And all my socials are lifebychelly, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Oh, my Snapchat is Chelly Chats. <laughs> but everything else, I think, is, uh, yeah, YouTube is... Life by Shelly. Uh, new stuff coming out, so the movie we talked about in Texas, mm -hmm. actually, that's, uh, that should be coming out soon. Um, if you guys check out the website, actually, there's a, uh, there's a clip that ABC did on the, uh, on the movie. There was a little interview I did on there. So. Yeah, 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 I saw that on your Instagram. Oh, Good job with that. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, appreciate it. Yeah. Well, that's great, man. Well, like you said, you heard it here first, but my man Shelly, this has been another episode of Stop the Bank. I'm sorry, you gotta do this again. <laughs> You heard it here first with my boy Chelly. You know, this is another episode of Sleepers for Billionaires, the podcast brought to you by Stop the Bank ENT TV. I am your host, Johnny Vegas. Make sure you stay tuned for more episodes to come. Stay tuned. <laughs> I love how you got everything except the last line. Right? I'm like, damn. Oh, man. But I mean, that's all that. I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a milli every week. I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a billy every week. I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire, I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire, I wanna be a billionaire.